0: Boom, and we're live with Axel, back again. <laughs> Yo man, is the second time I've yeah. had you on. Yeah. It's the second time trying to do this, right? I'm glad you came back. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> the first time our audio
1: failed, but um, yeah, man, I appreciate you taking that's, the time. That's okay, okay? Things take time, perfection takes time. You never get in one shot, I mean, rarely. Yeah. Rarely we get in one shot, but uh, it was growing. I mean, the whole team here, yeah. growing. <laughs> it was outside, and he was like, way better it's way better, it's way better <laughs> he's now. just whispering that too yeah you? it's way better i looked at him i'm like hmm.
0: i paid him to say that i did not pay him to say that I I you got budget
1: uh, you got budget we got we got a little bit you got budget Cheer that camera one budget <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow damn it no there's no more other cameras <laughs> i can look at yeah, the, the three, uh, G5 now, so it's... Woo. three so that's budget okay for everybody that's watching and listening i hope you know the amount of work and time that's put into a podcast let alone filming a podcast <laughs> is the son of a bitch so big ups for the team big <laughs> ups for Blue Mix, big ups for ravi thanks for bringing me out thank you man i'm a fan that's a, that's a big coming from a videographer like yourself
0: red label in the building
1: red label studios in the building actually, i actually have news okay about Red label studios we're actually being acquired Nice, yeah, nice. Uh, we're just getting all the paperwork. Acquisitions and- Acquisition time. Okay, okay. Good for the portfolio. That's amazing, man, congrats, Studio, thank congrats. Thank you so much, appreciate it. Um, yeah, how's that, how's that
0: going? So, okay, so let's dial back, Yeah. right? Man, so you're somebody who's kind of a little crazy, right, in, in a different kind of way than I'm used to hearing about. <laughs> but like, <laughs> man, you're a dancer, yeah. right? You sing, I just found that out. Yeah, Right. oh man. And you're a computer scientist? Yeah. And you have a photography company, videography company, yeah. Red Label Studios, and now you're doing Stage Keep, mm-hmm. right? Bro, where do you find the time? Where do you get the energy?
1: Oh, man. Just think about Robbie at night, and it gives me love. <laughs> I'm, yeah, glad, right. I'm glad I can have some kind of inspiration. Um, <laughs> man, I don't know. That's like a question I get, and I usually, I think, sometimes I think I have that answer, but I don't. Because I just figure it out. And I think that's the thing. That You've we- got into it. Exactly. And you start doing it. You know, I came back from a like a really hardcore background. It's very like Asian upbringing. Okay. Of like doing Kumon. And like and I did like math. So I was always doing school. And then you had like after school school. Yeah, yeah. So you do after school school. Uh, I don't know if anybody watched Fresh and then Off I'm the Asian boat. too, man. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah. Like Fresh yeah. Off the Boat. They, they did a funny. They call it like Chinese school. <laughs> yeah. And it's like always after school. But I'm Filipino. So like. Okay. Anyways. I always had after school school so basically as i was growing up the idea of you know just working from this amount of time or learning from this amount of time wasn't really um, put there you know i was always doing more after school or doing other yeah. things so like i guess as i translated that same type of a work ethic yep. into my own businesses uh i was able to you know just keep going and trucking. streamline exactly. it. exactly like, yeah, i think the motivation like, thing it's like, oh, I don't want to do this nine to five. It yeah. has to be something better. Oh, I'm so close. I can, I can just keep pushing. And, uh, and yeah, that's like the motivation just to be able to be so your you, own boss. What do you
0: identify, man? Are you entrepreneur or, and dancer or what's first, what's last, you know, what's, what takes priority in
1: your life? Now? I will do a shameless plug. I did a TEDx talk yeah. literally about this entire thing. Okay. where you know, I had no idea what is it that I am in my, in my this am my that, and, you know, and I was hard growing up cause I really didn't like labels too much. So yeah. it's like, ah, I'm just going to go do a bunch of shit and see if it all works out. Uh, and that's what I talked about in my TEDx talk about being a generalist. So, um, I don't really know what I, I stick with. I think it's depending on the situation that I'll embody that. But so many things like dance and like entrepreneurship business, you know, music, whatever, um, all ties back to whatever I'm doing. So for instance, with stage Keeper, right, I couldn't do stage Keep without dance. So I couldn't say I'm just a dancer, but I couldn't do stage Keep without being an entrepreneur. So I couldn't be just an entrepreneur. So I think having multiple things uh, as a title yeah. is, is what I am. So that's my long winded question of, of, yeah, of yeah. that.
0: So yeah. I mean, my first real, like we were always in work, like I always seen you working in the hub, the old hub of mm-hmm. the building, yeah. right? Um, it was like 2013, 2014. We were always working in different silos, mm-hmm. you know? Separated, but uh, our first interaction really was when you did a video of me. Oh, yeah. Right? Do you remember that? Back when I had hair? <laughs> yeah. You had it. <laughs> I had hair.
1: The startup life uh, ruined me, man. Oh, man. It ruined me. I but, remember uh, that. You had hair. <laughs> you know what? For so long, I've been so used to you without hair. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I remember that video. Yeah. But yeah,
0: man, like, um, like, all I saw with you was a coder in the background, yeah, yeah. and then suddenly you're the guy with the camera that UFT is paying to make videos of startups of the environment, and then next thing you know, you're downtown uh, filming Mars events, doing this, and I'm like, whoa, these are really good videos, and that's why I saw Red Label, and during that time, like, how are you juggling two companies, like, like you were already running Red Label, you had income coming in, um, why StageKeep?
1: hmm okay let, let, let's, let's start off when red label became into fruition. Okay. Yeah. So red label started in high school yeah oh man it's the weirdest, weirdest thing I was just like hey let's just get a bunch of my friends together and let's like take photos in a weird warehouse so I my first business deal was go hey I will um, I will take pictures of your warehouse for your real estate yeah. uh, company uh, if you let me use it for three hours And it goes deal. So we did it. We made some cool pictures, you know, put it as our marketing. I brought some friends down and that that came out. Red Label was that thing that I noticed I was good at video because of YouTube. I did dancing on YouTube. And then I realized I'm good at filming myself. I can film other people. So I filmed other people. uh, And then I used it in university as a means of income just to stay alive. It was tough though, man. Even though we did cool, you know, videos like Nike, you know, we worked for America's Next Top Model. Uh, Flight Center, all these other big names, there were still times where I did not get paid, and I was, and I kid you not, I was drinking an Arizona bottle and a pack of KD, and I had to, that had to last the week. Yeah, it was rough, and it was rough, and I was like, and I remember I was at my third of the Arizona bottle, and I go, Two more days, two more. Days, two more days. <laughs> Everybody's gonna probably listen. Why didn't you just drink water? Listen, guys, I drank water, okay, but I like Arizona too. Nah, Arizona, Arizona <laughs> is a especially in university. Ship. Yeah, that sugar needed you. Oh, a lot. I'm still addicted. <laughs> I have a can a week at least once a week. It's 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 like it's like crack. Yeah. And um, anyway, so I did that a lot, and then I got a great mentor who. Um, was on the same generation of Director X's mentors, So like I grew up in the same generation of like people like Karina Evans and like Jordan Oram, who are all like now Drake's new directors and DPs for music videos. So I was in that same generation and we all got brought up by those mentors where there's Director X. My mentor was Jerome Kruin. Uh They did like huge videos for like Adidas, Jacques Claire and like Nike. And you know, I learned it from there. But there was a time where red label didn't become the main passion of mine. You know, I was doing film and I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, I'm not getting as much as I want out of it. Mm. Um, not to say that I don't love film or I, I love the business. I just didn't feel like I was getting enough. So that's why Stagekeep came in and I was at you know, U of T and I was doing dance classes and I was on the dance crew. And the problem was we couldn't actually talk to each other because of our class schedules and things like that. So, you know, thought about an app. It took a couple of years to actually become, you know, something. Even have a beta, yeah, uh, and and that's what it was. So that's why StageKeep came because I felt like a part of me wasn't being fulfilled, and okay. I think the the dancer in me needed some life too. So dance and tech was brought together. Great man, that's great. But um,
0: I mean, with you, like you're juggling two different worlds, right? The entertainer in you and the programmer in you. I mean, there's like completely different spheres of like influence there, right?
1: Um, how are you juggling that? I like the. Uh, I answer this question saying that I as much as they're two different spheres I think we're just all thought that they are two different, different spheres okay so I think they're very much one and the same and all together it's just you know we see them in different parts um, the the main thing with stage keeping and, and basically Red Label or, or, or being coding and entertainment together is that I personally love those two things yeah. and I was always often forced to go am I choosing one or the other? Yeah. And I thought that was like complete bullshit. I think you can definitely mix your passions together. Uh, and with coding and I think anything with coding you mm-hmm. can mix. And I think that's the beauty of technology now Yeah, that you can code for, I can code for dance. I can code for buying a fruit. You know what I mean? Like little things that are ridiculous or that are, are nowhere near tech. Are now becoming part of tech, right? It's IoT everything right now. So I just loved how those two coincide. I think I myself was brought up very logical, but also illogical, where my left and right were always battling against each other. It was always 50 50. Um, so that's why I brought the two together, because my life was like that. I'm like, oh, might as well do something that is 50 50 as well. But yeah. the scary part, and I think we're all worried about or we're all told about, is that those usually don't mix. Yeah, yeah, But I think we're at an age right now in terms of, the
0: cross-collaboration exactly, is important. Exactly, exactly.
1: Yeah. That, that is now becoming okay. Like, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah,
0: before, you right. used to be like siloed, like, oh, if you're doing this, mm-hmm. this is you. This is the culture. This is how you behave, yeah. right? Now, it's like the interoperability. Um, I mean, one of the most hilarious things is your Instagram where you're getting coders teaching them how to dance. Yes. All right? I think it was Rojo who's yeah, here with us. Ah, yeah, All right? no, that, right was, that was really good, yeah. right? Um, you were on Dragon's then. Yes. All right? You went through that whole process, and I mean, part of your pitch you busted a move, right? Mm. You, you danced and showed how how your choreography t- uh, tool works. And William, William Mack, co-founder,
1: it's hilarious. That they stood there. I think the dragons are like, you danced too? <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not gonna move. <laughs> Honestly, what people don't know, Will can actually bust it out. Okay. He, <laughs> he just won't do it on camera. Yeah. We'll be at events and it'll be like it'll be like busting it. And I'm like, I see you. I okay, know you're okay, working okay, at okay. it. Okay. And and it's crazy that I think again each audience is stereotyped so hard like mm. i'll look at a dancer and be like oh you're not gonna code anything you're just gonna dance you're gonna be in backup or a coder's not gonna go dance and do something like that that's bullshit like they can and i think the biggest thing that i got out of this experience and in, and in, in, i guess working on this movement is that i see so many people who are like-minded where i'll see somebody and she like this girl came up to me at mars and she goes um oh i'm a dancer and i'm also a biotech engineer i'm like Like, what? That's cool. That's crazy, right? But I was like, wow, why am I giving this reaction? Because I didn't like it when people did that to me. They're like, oh, you're a dancer and a coder. I'm just like, what? They're not doing it because so much of a stereotype. I think they're doing it more because they're surprised they never see it. Mm. And I think that's what more people need to see is that the other side of other people, like you no, yourself, like you definitely do things other than business, you know, like what else, what else do you do? Let me interview you. What else do you do?
0: Damn, that's a good question, yeah. man. I'm addicted to startup stuff. Like, kay. I'm always starting new different things. Yeah. This has been my latest obses- obsession, mm-hmm. three months into this, right? Um, I mean, I've been wanting to pl- learn electric guitar. Yeah, Have not even touched that. It's okay. All right? No motivation behind that oh, at yeah. all. Yeah. Like I want to, but yeah. Like, um, that's a good question, man. I really don't
1: have much of a life right now. No, I like, mean, um, you do, like, <laughs> you do this is quite the life, but like you have things that you like to do, like you just had electric guitar. Yeah. Right. People will be like, why? Why? You know, it doesn't It seems fit. hard. I, I like doing things, like hard things. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, this is like, this is something that I haven't really talked much about, but like for me. I talk now almost for a living, yeah. right? Yeah. I do sales for now for like 10 years, man. Um, I do things like this, podcasts. But for me, communica- growing up, communication was hard, mm-hmm. right? Conveying ideas was hard. So I got obsessed, like to the point, I did neuroscience psychology because for me, that's how hard it was for me to communicate. So I wanted to understand people to be able to convey messages better. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went on a journey for 10 years to be able to communicate better. And uh, I think I got to the point now where I'm like kind of good at it. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to like keep it going and master that skill. But like going back to mastering skills, uh, like with communication, to 2013, right? I started my first tech company, yeah. got, came to the hub. That's where we met. Yeah. Mappian. <laughs> Mappian, oh my god, right? What a, that, was a, that was a trippy journey. But one of the main struggles yeah. was communicating to programmers,
1: Yes. right? Yeah. And this is
0: one of the things that like, I had with you mm-hmm. because you were able to bridge that gap so easily because mm-hmm. you knew the language. When, when I started 2013, I had no background in tech. So I don't know what the difference between Java and C++ was. I don't know the difference between iPhone apps and Android apps. I, like, they, like, I literally sat in like, a whole summer, like 12 hours just researching, you know? Mm-hmm. On, like a, word sheet asking questions what is this what is that answering it and, and like getting 50 more questions off of each answer i get within that research pathway right and i mean you remember this like i tried to get my whole first coding team up in the hub working with other companies working with will and his his team and i just, we just couldn't communicate and we just couldn't have an understanding and a lot of misunderstandings came out of that because it seemed to be like analytical thinkers like the coders are very siloed in their thinking mm-hmm. and we i was like trying to be more collaborative with that couldn't bridge that gap. It took me a while to understand that, and I think you remember this. Like I ended up getting um, a few interns, right? Engineering yeah. students, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so three uh, for I had three engineering students and two new media studies students. They were females, and the, c- the coders were mostly male, mm-hmm. right? And I try to put them in the same room, but I come back, and you'll see the coders in a corner, doing their own thing. And any kind of communication they had, they'll IM mm-hmm. the rest of the team. Right? And then my job tried to became communicating between the two teams, yeah. you know, the front-end team and the back-end team. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, whoa, there is a big problem here when it comes to communication and, uh, and technology.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fast forward five years now, there seems to be less of a barrier. Yeah. Right? There's people like, Definitely. Right? There's, yeah. there's more, less siloed kind of interactability where yeah. co- the coders are, um, are not just like, oh, I'm a hardcore computer scientist. I do this also
1: I do that also so there's different ways to inter- intersect with it's these because kind you of people. can't anymore you can't just be one thing anymore yeah you know what I mean like you you can't even an influencer who's taking a video of themselves they have to know editing to a basic to yeah. basic art you know to upload and put they have to know some sort of photography basic standards you know girls that take a selfie like hey sure you're taking a selfie but you're having minor minor amounts of knowledge to like show your proper framing figure out how you go you know some digital marketing to make sure you're posting on time to what demographic things like that you can't just be one thing anymore and i think that's that's what you're saying is that now um people are a little more mixed in together but i think even before when there's like you have the like separation of use my coders on one side and you use my media team it's i would say at so at stagekeep we're very opposite of that or like our teams are like yeah like, yeah yeah as, as as it should be right yeah as it should be and you know, I'm trying to think about how did it even happen. I think that happened naturally, yeah. Because I think it's a culture thing too. But you know, we make sure everybody knows each other. We talk. You know, we don't just. That's a shop. big thing with yeah. you. Like
0: you're really big on building culture.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I still, I'll take this from a Gary Vee quote, and I'll take this from I think Scooter Braun said it too. I don't want to hire employees. I want to make a family. Yeah. So, to an extent, right? So what Gary Vee did is that you know people can go after his employees at i think it's vander media yeah yeah they'll be making 90. they'll yeah. come out they'll be like hey i want i'll give you 160 but they'll still say no yeah you know, I, that's a goals i would love yeah. to yeah. have employees like that who are not saying no because they believe in the vision so much i would say 70 percent of the people on my team are there because they believe in the vision so hard you know what i mean like it i would say actually no 100 percent. just because you can't do stuff like a startup you can't Follow somebody at a startup if you don't believe in the vision. Yeah, and I think that's a problem with millennial workers too. That's why the turnaround so quick, six to eight months, usually with coding, uh, but even digital advertising and, and marketing agencies, you see people leaving their jobs left and right because either they're not believing it anymore, or they're not really, you know, um, seeing what or why they're doing something. And I think that's a constant reminder that goes back okay. to entrepreneurship 101 what's your value proposition right? <laughs> and but it's such an important thing because if they don't know what they're doing you know then why are they doing it I think yeah. that's like the main issue right now so yeah I would go so what do you do like yeah. how do you create a better collaborative environment because mm. I think a lot of startups have this problem right they
0: yeah. talk oh culture 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 and mm-hmm. they think put a ping- pong table
1: yeah. in the office No, that's cool right I think you know again we're so tiny but and you know I hope when we're bigger we can still uphold this but how we did it is that, you know, we talk about each and everybody's goals. You know, I, I, I know everybody's goals there mm. and that cause I asked them and then I also tell them, I'm like, this is what we're doing as a company. Do you agree with it? Yes or no. And that's really, it. it's just, I think clarity and communication is the main thing going, yeah. this is why we're doing something, you know, nobody, like nobody makes a water. Like why do we make water bottles? Is it to, you know, have, you know, uh, lot of money you know are we making it like this to have better margins or things like that no like for stage keep we're making things because we want performers to have the amount of you know um creativity that they can and and use that to its fullest potential yeah you know even if they have a budget and uh that's what we and that's what they're inspired by Mm -hmm. so they believe in that movement as much as i do if not more sometimes and they're my backbone you know i couldn't do anything without them so yeah,
0: this is so important for a technology company, especially, especially in a city like Toronto. Like, this is a problem that um, we took like not to take advantage of, but like we were we we're solving. When I was working with uh, Dick Chan's company, mm-hmm. Shouter Torrent, yeah, um, is that in this city there is such an influx of demand for programming talent for those kind of those hard science programs, uh, talent that you know you can't keep an employee. A lot of a lot of company, a lot of uh, these programmers, developers, they break contract mm-hmm. within seven months. They're like, you know what, I can do something else here. I want to go do my own project. My friend's doing this project, right? There's so much things going on that they jump ship. So it's so important for a technology-based startup, especially, to create that culture, right? Yeah. So uh, big ups on you for do- being able to do that. Thank you. Man. But um, like moving forward, right? Like you guys are expanding a team. How mm-hmm. do how do you? How do you Qualified to keep the culture going. Like, how do you expand on the family?
1: Dance battles, all dance. (laughs) Yo, (laughs) could you imagine bringing people in? Like, oh, you want to come in? You think I'm joking? You think I'm joking? The people that dance, the people that do dance, like, Rojo can dance. Okay. If there's like any discrepancies with other employees, I'm like, all right, got to go and duke it out right now. Are you guys are going to duke it out right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to go and hit it. And, uh, you know, if they need to, they need to. But no, I, I think the one thing that I'll definitely look for in, in somebody who's an employee is that, um, especially with Stagekeep, just because it's a very niche uh, company, I like to really give back to the artists who are striving to be more than what everybody thinks they are. Uh, like, for instance, an example is, unfortunately, a crew broke up in Toronto. And I don't know if anybody's been a part of a dance crew, but being part of a dance crew is like being part of a family. Yeah. When that shit breaks up, that's like a hit to the nuts. It sucks because like people are your boys, people are your like family, you know. Um, and they broke up, and I'm like, guys, I'm like, that sucks. It's great for me. Can I <laughs> can I use you guys as my main performers? <laughs> but I, th- what I asked them though, and I said, what is it that you want? You know, like, do you just guys want to dance? You know, I want to be able to use you as my main crew. And they say, no, you know, I want to learn things like UX or I want to learn things like, you know, more entrepreneurship. And I'm like, wow, this is a great opportunity. And, you know, and, and most of the time those people don't get a chance taken. So I look for that, you know, that people are willing to. So many people took a chance on me. Uh, I definitely think I can take a chance on other people as well. So yeah. as I'm, I'm moving forward with, with growing the company, I really want to see if they vibe well with the team. Uh, but number two, if they have, you know, an artistic background that they're also like trying to, you know, merge things together, that's also a plus for me. Um, that's what I like to see, and I, that usually fits. Uh, most sometimes, you know, it doesn't fit, but yeah. you know, everybody, you, you hire fast, you fire fast, and that's yeah. just what it is. So. Yeah, the
0: turnover, the churn, right? And yeah, that churn. The employee churn. But um, yeah, man, there's something that I've been also thinking about a lot recently, right? It's like, like entrepreneurs, people, the founders, they kind of fall into two kind of categories, like mm-hmm. in a spectrum, actually, right? There are visionaries who are, see a goal, like, or not even a goal. They see a vision and they're like so drawn to it mm-hmm. that they have to accomplish it. Like, that, that just pulls them forward. Yeah. And that's their main motivating factor, right? Every time they try to do something else, it's like, oh, I got to, mm-hmm. this is where I have to go. It's my path, right? Versus operators, which are more systematic mm-hmm. and the other, they're more about, okay, this is what's working. I test this. This works. This yeah. is not working. I go here, right? And some, everyone falls within, a, within um, that spectrum, range. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely someone more of a visionary, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, I don't care. What people say. Yeah. This is something I needed to make. Fuck happen. Yep. All the time. <laughs> yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you like uh, figure that out? Like, cause you have a good downs. co-founder. You
1: have yeah. a good co-founder. Will, Will's my logical side. Yeah. He's the operator. So, <laughs> Will's the operator. Will, will will keep me grounded and I will bring him inspiration. Mm. And that's like, we both struggle at that where it's like, there's times where he'll say something. I'm like, dude, you cannot say that. Or there's times where I'm like, okay, we're going to spend this much money today. And he's, he's like, no, we're not. And I'm like, oh, yeah, and I'm like, we could do this better. Yeah, so yeah. you need that balance. And I think, you know, having somebody who's there that uh, I guess uh, is that yin to your yang um, is very important because I've become more of an operator now after, you know, experiencing that with Will. And I think yeah. Will has been become more of a visionary now the more he's been experiencing that with me. And I think that's the good feed off because it helps each other grow. Yeah. You know, for instance, we both were so scared. We we're like, it's like, I've never been a CEO. I've never been a CTO. And Will came up to me, was like, dude, I've never been a CTO. Do you think I'm, are we like, qualified to do this? And, <laughs> and I said to him, I'm like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, but we'll figure it out. And yeah. I'm, you know, there's plenty of resources, you know, shout out to Mars for all the resources that they provide. Shout out to any university, especially U of T that's giving all the resources to any entrepreneurship, especially the hub. Um, Shout out, were, gray. shout out to Greg Graham. Shout out yeah. to Greg Graham. Say it again. <laughs> Greg <Gray Raffham>. Um <laughs> That if it wasn't there or, or those weren't there, you know, we couldn't get as far as we can. So um, having somebody on that opposite set, set of the spectrum kind of brings you together. And it, that made me a better CEO. That made me a better entrepreneur. So. Great, man. Yeah, man. Awesome. That's good.
0: I feel like we've known each other for a little too long. Yeah. And I don't know what it sales. That's okay.
1: Um, sales. Uh, that's not my word. <sighs> I don't know, words, I'm not making words anymore. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay, funniest entrepreneurial experience? Oh man, I'm gonna take funniest? a sip of my water away from the mic. I don't think it's funny
0: because uh, I can say sad. <laughs> not I'm sad. No, man, I think um, I think the best experience I did was going to Collision um,
1: 2015. Mm, I went to Collision 2015. Mm. I'm sorry, but like it was cool, right? Can't Why don't you the, tell me what? <laughs> Rude aren't you going to collision this year i am going to collision this year yeah
0: man you're doing it in toronto i had to go across the freaking world for it where'd you go uh, las vegas oh oh come on yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> it's pretty cool <laughs> man like um you yeah, know i just talked about it before too that was really big because like this is like 2015 the startup scene in toronto was just starting to grind up right 2013 when we
1: were starting off like mm-hmm.
0: we we were working in like a silo, like
1: yeah. it was like a dead space. Keep reading, keep talking. I wanna, I wanna bring up my story. I'm ready. I'm gonna prep it. Keep going. Okay, okay. Keep going.
0: So, um, like going to Las Vegas, seeing like 3,000 startups, right, exhibiting. Yeah. 10,000 people going through it a day. You kind of see, especially in that kind of big market, like, you know, how big this industry is, the innovation yep. economy is. Mm. And now it's hitting ground zero is like Toronto. We're like what fourth. Um, uh, like region for like when it comes to innovation, mm-hmm. right? Especially AI, we're leading the world yeah. in it. And Jeffrey Hinton,
1: thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I mean, we like Toronto built that up within less than ten years, yeah. right? And like literally last five years is really what it's become, and now it's getting mainstream momentum where everyone's trying to get into it, mm-hmm. right? Like, what would you say to someone who's like been like juggling that path who hasn't taken a step? It's mm-hmm. like, I say just do it. Right? Exactly, like learn by doing. That's exactly what right? I would say. That's exactly yeah. what,
1: Come, like, I think people, they work, they they look at entrepreneurship, but it's like, it's just a thing. that's like, oh man, it's so sexy. And you know, it's like, ah, uh, it's like, you own a business, it's so complicated. I'm like, guys, <laughs> just do it, try it out, see if you like, it's not for everybody. And you yeah. know that, like, yeah. we, our bags have like, inverted into our own faces. That's how like, tired we are yeah, all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, I totally agree with you. You should just... But
0: like uh, one thing that stuck out to me though is that the young entrepreneur, the first-time entrepreneurs, yeah. right, who make it big, mm-hmm. right. Uh, I forgot the company name. Um, it was Pump Up, mm-hmm. right, which is a fitness app. I remember right? Pump remember Up. Pump Up? Yeah, I remember Pump Up. So my literally my first pitch competition, yeah. uh, the National Business Technology Conference, crazy. Like yeah. it was a huge conference room, and my first pitch, like I was outgunned, outclassed. Like I I bombed so hard, but. This one company, they weren't just pitching, they were exhibiting, oh, right? And they yeah. were like 21, team of three, yeah. and I was talking to them, and just the communicating to them is like, they know exactly their path, they know exactly what mm-hmm. they're doing, they know exactly where they're heading, and I'm like, whoa, right? Like, Where did this knowledge come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came out of Waterloo, Velocity, I think, but um, yeah, they blew up. They got like, what, 20 million now, valuation? No, more than mm-hmm. that, I think, right? Um, and blew up from there. Another one was uh, hashtag paid, I remember right? Hashtag paid, yeah. Right. So UFT had me at uh, the Youth Entrepreneurship Expo. Uh, no, sorry, Discovery Conference. Yeah. Right. Uh, as a youth entrepreneur, and I felt fly. UFT's uh, bringing me to Canada's biggest uh, conference. Yeah. And in front of me, the booth in front of me, paid to be there. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, they were paying, uh, they paid for the booth was hashtag paid. Yeah. Again, young young group, right? And they knew exactly where they were going, yeah. where they're going. And I always mm-hmm. felt like, whoa, I, never ha- I don't have this. right? Like I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I've always been in that figuring out mode. And since then I realized, I'm like, yo, I can't be too much of a visionary. I can't be just a goal and trying to figure it out. Like, I feel like when you're a visionary trying to run a startup, it's like building a sandcastle, right? Yeah. Where the sand keeps falling apart. Like you build up this one part mm-hmm. and you jump to the next part while it's crumbling and you jump back and fix it and you jump to the next part, yeah. right? And you keep building this value and hoping that you build value faster than stuff crumbles. Um, whereas operators are so systematic mm. that they, they kind of beat the game, right? Um, but like the best, I guess like what you're doing is, you know, you have an operator guy uh, Doing that job, mm-hmm. you're the visionary guy leading the goal, being the, like the morning star, right? Yeah. Pointing to where we're going to go.
1: Um, that kind of compatibility is always the best. Yeah, you need that. But I think even as the visionary, I think it's your responsibility too to like be like, okay, I know I'm, I can. I'm not as systematic as I should be, so building systems in place and like process, like oh, process, I love process, mm-hmm. I love process. I love the cowboyness of of startups or like, it's always so exciting and you can do anything, but within your organization, like process, man, because without process, like you die. Like as much as you can be, um, you know, doing run gun or feeling like everybody's just freelancers all in in a room and just trying to get things done. As you grow and scale, like it's, there's no way it can happen, especially if to meet demand to so many people, like process has just been like love. Yeah. So I, yeah, you need that co-founder. And I think you need to take it upon yourself too, to always be like, all right, we, it's always good to reach for the stars and, and then land on the clouds, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I always do like that, let's do that you know, eight year plan, like something ridiculous, but let's also see where we're at and, and think of you know, quick wins that will, will keep us alive. And I think I learned that from definitely from computer science that we'll do certain sprints and things like that where we need quick wins in order to push something out faster, gotcha. but also the morale of the company Is much higher, right? You're not gonna wait three weeks until like that next thing. If we can do it in a week, everybody's like, okay, cool. We finish something and we'll keep going there. So I think process is always a big thing. So shout out to all the task management systems out there uh, that are killing it. But uh, I do have to leave, but I want (laughs) to tell you my story. Cool, man. Okay, so I was I'm pulling up a message. I'm not. I don't know if the camera can see it. Anyways, it's a message from this dude, and it's just so funny um how passive aggressive this thing is so okay. anybody that's not believed in you out there i'm gonna look to the camera for this anybody that's not believed in you and what you're doing uh, has given you shit. has been uh basically saying that what you're doing is crazy i'm gonna read this message to you <clears throat> damn man just saw your thing on utsc you've come a long way <laughs> Went from Honestly, a meh idea, in my opinion, to something that's extremely convincing, even if I don't care for it. Good job, bro. What? <laughs> what? So let's dissect that. <laughs> <laughs> Background. I'm not going to say the person's name, but it was, like, so passive-aggressive. Like, you just heard that. There was, like, Ugh. I mean, it's all right, but, like, awesome job. Yeah, yeah. Later on in the message, he's like, hey, uh, I have some free time now for my job. stage keep need any more developers? I'm like... Whoa, whoa, you know what I mean? Like there's so many people that (laughs) think down on your idea or aren't there for you. And then when you're doing, when you have some traction. Yeah, when you have some traction, like when MLSC and, um, you know, Dragon's Mm -hmm. Den and like all this other stuff with like Drake and Cardi B's choreographers came out, they're all like, and just for the background of people, you know, we have, uh, we're working with Drake's and Cardi B's choreographers for Stage Keep and MLSE, who is the owner of the Raptors and basically everything in Toronto sports. Again, crap. congrats. <laughs> Thank I mean, you so um, much. You, UFT put up a big yeah. banner
0: page about that. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you in the Raptors. Yeah. Like, uh, cheerleaders in the background, yeah, yeah. right? And
1: says, working with, so UFT startup yeah, yeah. works with Drake. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yo, this guy's somewhere else now. Like, yeah, it's, it was, it's a crazy vision. But, like, honestly, like, when you do that, you see so many fake people come in. Yeah. And I think what I want to remind everybody uh, is that the people that were with you along the way are are really what matter. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people that were there when your evaluation was negative five thousand dollars. And you know, there's gonna be people that are gonna be there during the ten million, you know, you just gotta choose wisely who's there. But you also can't forget other people who were shitting on you and things like that. Don't leave grudges, obviously. Yeah. But uh, there are people that were with you like ride or die all the way to the top, and I think it's always nice to remember. Like Greg Graffin was definitely one, you know, you're definitely one. Uh, I would Appreciate say Rojo has been there from day negative zero, you know, like whatever. Yeah. That's not a number. Don't uh, no computer science. People listen to this back. But <laughs> <laughs> that's not real. Um, but you know what I mean? Yep. Anyways, there are people like that. And I think that's like those are your key people. That's those are the people that are your biggest weapons. I think in the entrepreneurial game where, you know, you need something right away. You know, you're going to go in a nose There's people double mortgaging their houses just to like do well in their business. Yeah. And there's people that are going to still be there for you. Not All the really. fake people mm, don't need that. So, I mean, great the type that like you're you're on a stage, you're
0: performing, like you know, you're pitching something, something important. Like I was on that TV show, um,
1: right? And yeah. he was there. Yeah,
0: he just showed up. He he's was like, yeah, he's I want to be there. He'll he's, be there. Yeah, and that's, that's what it's the kind about. of people you want, right? Yeah. Like,
1: they to be supporting you, thick or thin. You know, and like we both graduated. How many years? Like you know, they're still there. Yeah, not just because of like oh, these are U of T, like prospects that could do well as a business it's great the for heart's it, there is the yeah. case. it's the heart they care you know they really care so uh, i think we're both really lucky about that so all the Absolutely. people that do care i think you should be lucky that you have people that care so. definitely man so like you got a lot of things going on
0: you're currently raising right now for stage keep mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, you're in that uh, you're in that uh, rat race Fun.
1: right so you start opening up a seed round yeah so we're, we're gonna be waiting so we're pre-launch right now like we're out softly uh, just because we're gonna make sure that we you know shit doesn't hit the fan <laughs> as we launch perfect in the smart way yeah. as you should be uh because we have seen many things shit the fan um so we're, we're happy we did it uh so we're gonna wait probably our six to eight months to see how we do uh we're, we're really trying to do it without vcs right now yeah. we're trying to do it without funding it would be nice to obviously like you know like yeah. pressure from you know any vcs but i do want to get it to a point where I don't think it's gonna be the amount that comes in. That's gonna be the thing that turns me for when we do our seed round. It's gonna be who's that who's that VC that's gonna take us to the next level. Who's gonna yeah. introduce us to World of Dance and get us on World of Dance as a sponsor? Who's gonna take us, you know, to go to Janet Jackson and Janet Jackson like show us where Stage Keep is doing bad things and doing great things? You know, so I want to get there, and I think gonna take a special type of uh, So that's what you're hunting see, for right now someone for. I need that Alex Rodriguez I need that JLo okay, like okay. Those, th- those are my two that I'm looking for actually to. yeah Alex Rodriguez for sure because he's tied to world of dance uh, with JLo being there I would love to have JLo as well you yeah, know uh, she's J-Lo. exactly I know is it Ashton Kutcher who's on, on yep. Shark Tank yeah I don't really know much about his VC fund to be honest but he did a lot of cybersecurity work ah uh, yeah he's in the cybersecurity. Yeah. I just want somebody that's still tied in with the entertainment industry or has had that you know Uh, Veroff, you know, to give us counsel, or somebody more with music. You know, we tried with Techstars before, and you know, we want something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't see much, the entertainment industry and tech has not mixed too much.
1: No, it's very... It's always been like a very, like, you
0: know, okay, you do your tech, Mm -hmm. we'll use you, but like, we're not really together. Yeah. So big ups to you for trying to blend that and bring that together from the ground zero. Thank you. Right? How's, like, I know you want to work with studios and dance studios Mm -hmm. and provide them value, like, hey, better track your dancers, right? Um, get some value add from your dancers by using this application for them. How's that uh, commu- communication been like? Um, oh, it's a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> It's
1: hard. It's hard. You, gotta trust. you need to be trusted. I think yeah. like in anything you need to be trusted. Uh, let's take for instance, Nike. It's like a Nike right now or Adidas. That's ah, a good Nike. Um, with Nike, I'm just gonna buy that shoe. Yeah. <laughs> no questions asked. I have so much trust in that brand. That's because I've grown up with it. Yeah. I've seen it on our beloved people all over the world. Um, and I think it's grown to this thing that they don't need to have ads that are meant for conversion. They just have ads to to keep branding, you know, to keep branding and, and, and holding that same st- type of standard that we love so much about that brand. Yeah. Um, that's what I need to get stage keep at. And that's what you know our goal was with MLSC, you know, to get the Raptors, we clearly you see a huge NBA team using, you know, an app there has to be some sort of trust there. Uh, And same thing with larger choreographers that we are in the works with talking, that they can back it and say there's trust with this thing. Uh, You know, our biggest goal was we're not going to overpower dance or the entertainment industry with technology. We want to just work with it together. Definitely. And
0: what about like working with other silos? I mean, I've been pushing you a lot with this because I'm like, yeah, dance, like uh, the entertainment industry is great for like the razzle dazzle, Mm -hmm. like get the attention seek, right? There's a lot more money in sports. Yeah. Right. If your your application can be used a lot in the sports, inter- mm-hmm. inter- in, uh, inter- not even entertainment, but the sports application process. Yep. Right. Um, do you self, do you see yourself pitching there, like pivoting there anytime?
1: Uh, yeah. Kind of want you a to a little man? bit. Like a lot of people have been messaging me about that. Yeah. Um, we'll see. It's not crowded right now. It's pretty open uh there's some great players in there right now like shout out to steve nash and his team uh who are making i think it's hoop.io mm-hmm. uh i think i think that's what, what does that called. do uh it's awesome awesomes for basketball players that can track their shots like okay. and they can you know see what their so angles are you using visual like. data or yeah it's all visual data they're using the ar kit too to like lay down on the floor to see like where their hot points are and things like that yeah, okay. i thought it was awesome and definitely inspired me for stage keep. i'm like ah i like that i like yeah. that you know um i would like to do that later on you know okay. uh We'll, see. we'll I mean, see. I think how that I told goes. you about
0: this. Like I had a random vision of you in Barcelona, stagekeep, right? Being in sports. I don't know why. I was walking, uh, walking around Barcelona. We were seeing all these like uh, street performers, yeah. all this. Thought of stagekeep, then randomly came to me. I'm like, why is this guy in sports, right? Like why can't this be a cross collaboration, right? Where sports can like finance you guys. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a more money in there. But like, you keep doing what you're doing, right? Yeah. Because like. I can see that application
1: mm-hmm. you know you can see that hard sell yeah right and i think it's an easier sell for you right i say from a business level it's very um there's a lot of technology that a lot of people don't know that's trusted by these organizations that yeah. have been like i've been doing my research here and there so it's pretty full but um i think i want to explore my passion first of like the entertainment industry with dance and like performing first before i head into sports because we are thinking about sports very much uh we just want to see our, our goal still as the company is that we wanna help the performer. So as soon as the performer, like sports has tons of money. They're very well taken care of. The performers aren't, you know, and that's, you know, that's my goal. And uh, as much as that doesn't sound businessy enough where I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go for the better numbers. It's a visionary in you, yeah, man. I'm gonna, it's a I'm visionary gonna, in I'm you. I'm gonna stick to my guns and, you know, and help these people out, but yeah.
0: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. my goal is eventually is like, man, I really like what you guys are doing, mm-hmm. right? Like, I like the vision, like the path, I like the company, the brand, mm-hmm. right? Like the culture, right? It's hopefully figured out. Like some kind of way, if I can bring some value to add to you, man, let me
1: know. Oh, I appreciate right? it. Right? Thanks, man. Um, I wish you all the best of luck, man. Thank you. What's next before we go? What's oh, next? What next? Are you doing? Oh, we have some things coming up with Stage Keep. Yeah. Uh, super hush hush, but we have some things that we're working on. That's another product uh, that we think is like the next thing. Okay. Uh, that will basically, long story short, I will raise the average income of choreographers by $20,000 with our new technology. That's my goal. Saying that here on BlueMax, you heard it first. That's right. the goal. Make some news. All right. And that's gonna be what we're gonna do, so yeah. yeah Perfect, it. man. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Coming on. Yeah. Thank you BlueMax. thanks to the team. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah. All right, okay. stage keep, <laughs> out. <laughs>
0: See ya. <laughs>